welcome back to another episode of the Damien and Jesse show. My name is Damien. My name is Jesse. And we are going to be going on to episode number three. Number three. Going from 2020 to 2021. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the thing that make you say, what was I thinking? Yeah, because there's a lot of interesting stuff that happened. Yeah, and you know, 2020, you know, going from 2019 transitioning into 2020 was it was it was horrible for me because you know nonetheless if you personally know me you know that my mother unfortunately passed away mm-hmm. at the end of 20, 2019 yeah so going into 2020 was kind of it was real hard for me you mm-hmm. know along with my family members and oh yeah you know people that we knew very well so, you know, going into 2020 thinking, you know what, I'm going to go at it, you know, yeah. <laughs> full speed, you know, thinking it's going to go good. Oh, and then guess what? COVID-19 fucking happened. The devil itself. Well, I wouldn't say the devil itself because a few good things actually come up during uh, this pandemic and it's currently still going on. Well, yeah, true. But. but, I mean, you know, there's actually been a few good things that's come about it. But other than that, the negative, Ugh. I don't even want to get started on that. Yeah, especially what's... Oof, I, just... I mean, you can't even go anywhere and hear people talking about it. That and politics, Duh. which we're not going to even talk about that bullshit on oh, here. Oh, no, man. Po- it's like this. One thing that my dad always told me, never to talk about on the dinner table. Politics, religion, and football. Yeah, and, and, and I can believe that because that's a real a real big thing in a Texas household. Yeah. Is you don't want to talk about that. All three of those subjects, you don't want to talk about it at the dinner table. Something bad's going to happen. You might get some mashed potatoes thrown at you, but... <laughs> You know, in all goodness and all that, but there were a few good things that come about during 2020. And for all of our fellow Texans out there, you probably might know what I'm talking about. So I do know Governor Abbott oh, yeah. passed the alcohol to go law, you know, because a lot of the bar and grills are like, hey, what about us? You know, a yeah. lot of things got shut down. Especially- that was non-essential. Especially bars. I mean, if you're a true Texan, you know how that feels, taking something away. Yeah, just... especially if it's alcohol-related. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we're going to go to hell and back about our <laughs> alcohol. And, you know, with that coming about was, you know, alcohol to go with the... Here's a kicker, you know. Had to be one food item minimum. Yeah. In order to get alcohol delivered to your place of residence whether it's a house it's apartment and all that and the good thing about it you know like your bars and grills you get certain mixed drinks from Mm -hmm. them in a sealed container kind of like eskimo hut yeah you know pretty much like that along those lines you know i could just only imagine just you know of course you gotta have one food item i get a smaller mozzarella sticks and a thousand dollars worth of alcohol (laughs) you know i actually saw uh i want to say it was on facebook or instagram Mm -hmm. i can't remember where who it was or where about it came from and i was trying to save that a long time ago to kind of use for now right some guy had made a, a minimum food order it was like a corn on the cob and then he had like $400 in alcohol <laughs> delivered to his house. I could have just imagined. And he took a picture of the receipt. Took a picture of the receipt. It was like, check what I did. This dude was having a good time at his apartment. And the good thing about it, I believe they said since alcohol to go got passed, it was a temporary thing to begin with. Right. 
you know, because nobody knew how this pandemic was going to play out. Oh, no. I mean, it, and, and the funny thing about it was, you know, they noticed that the number of people mm-hmm. in DWI, DUI cases or whatever <laughs> dropped. Oh, I mean, I know all about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. but That's a whole different story. That's a whole other story from a different year too oh yeah and so the the funny thing about it was they noticed that the dui dwi rate had dropped i don't know what the what the percentage was but it dropped good enough for them Mm -hmm. like hey why don't you make this permanent right and so pretty much now it's here to stay thank you abbott (laughs) that's the one good thing about abbott that i did like about him but all the other bullshit about keeping the nightclubs closed and stuff like that for the time being. I was like, his wife must have cheated on him with a bartender or something <laughs> just for him to keep the bars closed. I'm like, come on, man, dude, for real. Shout out to our, shout out to the bartenders. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we feel how you been yeah. because we miss y'all too. Yeah, we do. So anyways, going back in uh, to episode number two, we were talking about getting to know one another and that being said uh episode number three is kind of get into a little bit of detail about how 2020 has affected us oh yeah not just us but also maybe family members or friends and stuff like that so 2020 was going good until of course covid motherfucking 19 oh yeah and the thing about it was i had just went through my mother's death Went into 2020, had high hopes, you know. Oh, yeah. And next thing you know, people were starting to get sick left and right. And I I was like, well, people get sick anyways in general. Right. I mean, it's every day that someone gets sick. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I was on a job, and I had some coworkers from Oklahoma that were over. Mm -hmm. And this was in mid-February, late February, somewhere around there. And so... This guy got sick all of a sudden Hmm. and took off back to Oklahoma. Long story short, he ended up switching out my semi-truck with his semi-truck, took mine to Oklahoma, left me with his, and then by the time I got in that truck, everybody else was like, hey, you do know so-and-so had the flu. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, that's the reason why he went back home. He had the flu. So next thing you know, I got a tub of Lysol wipes. (laughs) <laughs> just wiped down everything with these Lysol wipes. Mr. Clean didn't have shit on you. Uh, Mr. Clean didn't have shit on me. That was about the only time <laughs> that I could say my hands were soaked in alcohol of some sort. And not the alcohol that's edible. I wish. <laughs> but going on with that, I want to say it was maybe five days later I got sick again. And I had already got sick at the end of the year going into 2020, mm-hmm. just shook it off, you know, no big deal. Right. And uh, next thing you know, I'm getting sick. And I'm like, man, I'm feeling weak, felt horrible. And I mean, just total felt like shit. And so I finally decided, you know what, I'm going to go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor and my doctor was like, well... I'm just, I'm just going to test you for a few things. Let's just see what comes up. Right. So I want to say maybe 30 minutes to an hour goes by. Comes back and he was like, well, you tested negative for everything else. Hmm. And this was before, you know, the COVID testing right. became you know, something. and uh, A complete fucking shit show. Uh, yeah, pretty much. 
So, anyways, he comes back and he tells me, well, you tested negative for all three that, that I tested you for. He was like, I don't know what to give you. I was like, you know what, Doc? Don't even worry about it. I'm going to go back to my apartment. I got a pint of Fireball. Mm -hmm. I'm going to drink this thing. And I'm going to sweat it out somehow or another. Right. And so after that, I told him, I said, I'm just, I'm just going to take it from here. Don't even worry about prescribing. I mean, I hope, I, I hope you didn't tell your doctor that you were, you know, taking fireball shots. No, I did. That's exactly what I told him. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I told him. I said, Doc, I got it from here. I got, I got something figured out. I said, I'm just gonna do an old Indian trick that I learned, and just drink that fireball whiskey and just went about the rest of my day, sweated it out, took a real hot shower and just poof, went from there. Actually, I'm looking at your refrigerator and I see the fireball. <laughs> well, that was a little add-on after. Uh, oh yeah. You know, that's just like a little travel, little yeah. travel uh, bottle, <laughs> as you could say. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't do fireball, but you know, fireball's not that bad. You know, remember go go back to the cruise in 2015 when we met Coco. Yeah. When we had the fireball in that ranchata. Yeah. And believe it or not, you remember that lady? She was talking about she was from Snyder, Texas. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Because that. the guys that were sitting next to us on that cruise, they were talking about, yeah, we're from Lubbock, Texas, and I was, oh, well, that's cool. You know, I'm originally from Rotan, Texas, but you know, I live in Sweetwater. Right. And I remember that lady saying, hey, who said Sweetwater? Who said Lubbock? Mm -hmm. And we we're like, well, we did. And that's what she was like. I'm from Snyder, Texas, originally. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and then that's 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 the memory I got of Fireball. Yeah, and you know it was pretty cool, but we'll have to touch on that another time. But uh, but yeah, and that, that's exactly what I told my doctor. I said, you know what, I'm just gonna give you some whiskey. I I'm just gonna go home, drink that whiskey, sweat it out as much as I can, and just take me a hot shower and just try to relax. I I could only imagine what your doctor just gave you that look like. Well, my doctor's kind of an alcoholic. I'm not gonna say his name. Oh, but right. I mean. You, matter of fact, you were with me at the bar here in town when he walked in. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You remember now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. Because my buddy Chris was across the other side. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. And the doctor come walking in. <laughs> and so I'm what, like. What, what, what is the look of finding your doctor yeah. at a bar? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I just remember, you know, I was like, oh, shit. What's he doing in here? Like okay, doctor walks into a bar. That just sounds <laughs> like, like how's how's this gonna turn out? That just sounds like a fucked up joke. It does, and it was horrible. And the funny thing is, you know, I talked to him about that. I want to say it was like two months later, and he kind of didn't remember anything about it. I was like, you were pretty lit that night. I was like, you were lit, and you were just, and now you're telling me you don't remember. He was like, no. I was like, he was like, I just, I just. Don't remember anything about that. I said, well, you were really drunk when you showed up anyways. <laughs> but you, you remember, you know, when we were sitting there at the bar top. Hey, Damien, what's <laughs> up? It, like, yeah, oh because, because because you had that weird look on your face like, who the hell is this guy, you know, yelling across from the bar? And I was over there pretending I didn't know who he was. And I told you, hey, that's my doctor. I was like, oh, well, I'm taking a shot. <laughs> <laughs> So, when I got sick, and I told him, I, I, like, I, like I said, you know, I just told him, hey, not feeling good, got tested for these other things, tested negative, didn't know what to give me. Mm -hmm. I said, I got it. I got it. Whiskey is my cure, and Fireball was my choice. Mm -hmm. So, then, leading to that, I decided to go on about it. 
came back home, did all of that, and I want to say two days later, I was good enough to go back to work. Oh, okay. Talked to dispatch. I said, hey, I feel good. feel a lot better. Not running a fever. Mm-hmm. I just got this cough, and I think I'm just going to be dealing with this cough. So, uh, for people that don't, that don't know, what is dispatch? Okay, so, going to dispatch. So, my job, we get told what to do by dispatch, as far as our jobs go. Hey, we need you to take this here, blah, 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 this and that, mm-hmm. rig this up, rig that up, whatever. And uh, our dispatch knows pretty much about what we do on our time off. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get into detail about that, but they know. Yeah, because, you know, we're sitting over here, you can say dispatch, you know, dispatch in there. Everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about, dispatch? You sound like you work for a police department or fire (laughs) department or something. Like, what's what's going on? (laughs) Like, didn't you just say in the last episode you got a CDL? Yeah, I had a CDL. I still have it. And then, of course, you know, the other jobs I briefly talked about besides DJing and all that. But, uh, yeah, so I told dispatch, I said, hey, I'm good to go. I just got this cough. That's going to take a while to shake this cough. Mm -hmm. You know, no big deal. And they were like, all right, go back to this job that you were on previously. Those guys are still there. Okay, cool. We finished the job, got everything rigged down, out of there. And so this was uh, right at the middle of February. Okay. And so, any of y'all that know Sweetwater, Texas, the second weekend of March, Rattlesnake Roundup. Yep. Okay. Rattlesnake Roundup weekend is a big deal here in Sweetwater. If, if you're a true Texan or nothing small town, really, you know about the Roundup. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you live nearby. I say nearby, in the, one of the local towns around us. Or yeah. Within a two hours drive or something like that, then you've already known about it. You probably don't even come to it anymore because you're like, ah, it's the same shit every year. Kind of, sort of, yeah. in, in a nutshell it is. But it's something I still go to. So that's when media was talking about COVID-19, yeah. coronavirus, and all that good shit and whatnot. And people were flipping out about it. Oh, yeah. You know, people were flipping out about it. This was before the mask bullshit. Okay. And so, I remember going to the Rattlesnake Roundup. They had people wiping down tables. Mm -hmm. I mean, doing all kinds of things to sanitize, clean all kinds of surfaces. They even had hand sanitizer stations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That you could go to and just stick your hand in there and you'd get a little bit of hand sanitizer well, I, I and didn't, your hands down. I didn't go, but I've seen a lot of people on Snapchat, you know, like, man, you know, a lot has changed. You know, there's hand sanitizer. There's people, you know, doing this, that, and the third. Yeah. And and the thing about it was, you know, nobody was like really like, ah, whatever. We better be at home. Nobody go out. You yeah. know, nobody do this. Nobody do that. Because you know? I think, it would, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it was probably the only thing that was actually going on in texas well pretty much at that time because everything else was Mm -hmm. starting to shut down Mm -hmm. if i remember right but rattlesnake roundup uh the jc said no we're going to continue we're going to continue on and many people were like oh no you shouldn't Mm -hmm. you know we're having this little pandemic going on and little did we know what it was going to turn out to be oh yeah and so people were flipping out about it but in all reality, nobody else was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. We're still going to go. And we still win anyways. You know, being from, sh- 
being from around here, I was like, you know what? I can't miss out on the roasted corn. I can't miss out on the turkey legs. <laughs> I think I went for, for the last day, if I remember. No, correctly. you went with me on a Saturday. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you met up with me there on a Saturday. That was when I had my friends from Houston come over. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They showed up on a Friday. No, no, no. They showed up on a Thursday night, went Friday... Stayed Friday night, and then they went back Saturday. Be- yeah, because they they always talked about going over there. Yeah, they had they had told me that they always wanted to go to the Rattlesnake Roundup. They never had the chance to, and so that was their time to go. And so, matter of fact, uh, that friend of mine, I was telling them about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, you know, I really don't know what they're going to do about it this year. I mean, they, as big as that event is and how much that means to Sweetwater. Right. That's a big economic deal. Oh, yeah. You think about this town's like 12,000 and all of a sudden goes to like 40,000. Yeah. I mean, like a split second almost. Yeah. It's slowly growing. Yeah. Well, it's always been like that for over the past years. It's always grown. Oh, yeah. I can remember when I was a kid, you know, it really wasn't as packed as like it is as it gets before, you know. But I remember as a kid, there were so many things that went on and stuff like that. But I always win every year because, you know, me, I'm a foodie. I love to eat. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I always went for the food. Not only that, you know, every so often I'd go in the Coliseum, go see the snakes and yeah. stuff like that. But I always went for the food, went to the go check out the barbecue competition, mm. the carnival. Oh, the food at the carnival. Oh, my God. Who doesn't love Who doesn't car- love good food, uh, especially yeah. carnival food? I know. I mean, You know, you could be the most fit person in the world. But ain't nothing going to stop you from a good carnival, you know, let's just say funnel cake. Oh, yeah. Turkey I'm, leg. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for um, funnel cakes. Oh, funnel cakes are my weakness mm-hmm. when it comes to carnival food. I love funnel cakes. And so nothing was going to stop us from going. And we, we went anyways. Oh, yeah. A lot of people did. You know, from out of town, local, oh, stuff yeah. like that. So then I remember afterwards, people on social media were just going back and forth, back and forth, bickering with each other. No, they shouldn't have went with it. You know, now they're going to regret it, all this other stuff, blah, 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 this and that. I'm like, you know what? Keep your opinion to yourself. I mean, if I, somebody wanted to hear your opinion, they would have said, hey, give me your two cents on this. Right. I mean, I, I get it, though. I mean, the pros and the cons and that, 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 but sometimes it's just better just to not say your opinion. And, and, you know, just like my mom said, if you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. Oh, yeah. You know, so I thought about it, thought about Mat- it. You know, I was fact- like, you know, is this really going to be bad for Sweetwater? You know, I really did think about it for a second. But yeah. at that same time, you know, my devil the conscience was like, fuck <laughs> it, let's go on with it. Are you sure that was your devil of conscience or was that a shot? Mm, probably both. Okay. Yeah, because before, you know, a little bit of the pandemic or whatever, there was a lot of protesters about the, uh, you know, the rabbit snake roundup. Oh, yeah. There's been so many people oh, that, man. oh, my God, over the past years <laughs> yeah. that protested the rattlesnake roundup. Yeah, you know, just, and I and I never did get it. You know, they don't understand about wildlife management, mm-hmm. wildlife conservation. In other words, and don't get me wrong, I don't know nothing about you know wildlife or nothing like that. But it's pretty much self-explanatory and common sense. Yeah, you know, those rattlesnakes can reproduce at a rapid rate. Not only that, but I remember I've only been living here in Sweetwater since uh, oh god, that was August of 2010. So I've actually been living here in Sweetwater. Since 2010, so August of this year, that'll make 11 years for me here. Oh, wow. But I remember 2015, 
that year, there was a lot of things going on in 2015. I mean, we were having random floods over here, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff like that. But I remember the summer when things get real hot in August. People all over Sweetwater were having problems with rattlesnakes. Mm -hmm. And this is a town of 12,000. Mm -hmm. And it's not really that big, but it's spread out. Yeah. But people were having problems with rattlesnakes in their backyard, their front porch, the driveway, the garage, and stuff like that. A place I used to work at, we used to kill rattlesnakes on the daily. Oh, yeah. So that was another thing, too. You know, the snakes were just bad. You know, and I couldn't imagine, you know, working, especially the jobs you do, compared to, you know, what I do. I mean, you're basically, you know, doing something you literally have to watch your back half the damn time. Yeah, and what he means by that is watch your back. It's not in particular somebody's going to pull a gun out on you or anything. It's that anything could happen at any point in time. A lot of the stuff we use is man-made and could fail at any point in time. Mm -hmm. So you got to look out not just for yourself, but everybody else that's working around you. So that's kind of what he's talking about. But, you know, going back to the rattlesnakes, you know, people were having problems that year. Mm -hmm. And so I remember... Here at the apartments, people were like, man, this neighbor right across the street just had a problem with the rattlesnake and blah, 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 this and that. So the people that were protesting against the rattlesnake roundup were like, oh, rattlesnakes this, you shouldn't kill the rattlesnakes. And they play a key, uh, key part in the ecosystem. And I'm like, well, yeah, I get it. They do. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, you know, they can overpopulate just like the wild hogs. Mm-hmm. Anybody here in Texas can tell you, oh, wild hog this, wild hog that. They are everywhere. Same thing with the rattlesnake here in Sweetwater. There are so many places you could find rattlesnakes, especially out of the wind farms. Mm -hmm. A lot of these wind farms that I've been to, you could find a den here and there, something. You could lay down a piece of equipment somewhere, leave it there for a couple months. You go to move that piece of equipment, and next thing you know, you have rattlesnakes everywhere. <laughs> you know? Rattlesnakes do play their part in the ecosystem, but at the same time, if you let them overpopulate over many years and years and years and years, it's going to get out of hand. Mm -hmm. And let's, let me put it to you in context like this. Let's just say this world would be better if it wasn't for all the fucking idiots that we have. <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know all the idiots start overpopulating and next thing you know the idiots start making you know the whole world worse oh yeah well what are we going to do to to help control that and kind <laughs> of bring this back to normal oh well we're going to start killing the idiots <laughs> well that's the thing about the rattlesnakes mm -hmm. you know the rattlesnake roundup way back in the day first was thought of as a way to help control and manage the population of the round rattlesnake roundup, you know, mm -hmm. well, the, well, the rattlesnakes in general. Right. So, so many ranchers and farmers, cattle were getting bit, livestock in oh, general yeah. were getting bit and dying, you know. So, with this going to COVID 19, people were just flipping out. Yeah. The rattlesnake roundup shouldn't have continued like it did, so forth and so forth. You know, next thing you know, fast forward. You go from March into April. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, another bullshit deal comes out about it. Talking about, you know, this city has it. Now this yeah. state has it. 
And the numbers just kept on bowling up. And it kept, it kept, to me, something didn't seem right about it because I noticed the numbers were just going from one to another and mm-hmm. to another and to another. I'm like, I'm getting tired of seeing this on the news, mm-hmm. getting tired of seeing it on social media. I mean, I was getting tired of seeing it everywhere. Oh, I yeah. Went. And so I went on a job in New Mexico. You couldn't go anywhere to eat. Okay. And, and that bothered me because I like to eat. The only thing I could get was like truck stop food. This was before you could, yeah. you know, you could actually go to a truck stop. You could get like sausage links that are on these little rotisserie <laughs> type things. You know, that was yeah. still a thing, you know, but you couldn't go to the restaurants. Yeah, because uh, speaking of restaurants, I was actually, you know, working at a restaurant, you know, going back to, you know, episode two. And, you know, we were sitting there, you know, hey, this pandemic is, you know, starting up we don't know what's going to be going on or whatever the case may be is and your hours are going to be cut i was like oh shit here we go anybody that knows when you get your hours cut at your job you're like how's that gonna you know how's that really gonna affect me you know as you sit there you know you think about it luckily for me i had another job but even then you know you're sitting there just like oh my god you know this it's gonna, it's gonna be a world of shit. Yeah, 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 and you know, and going back to uh, New Mexico, the only places you could go to were anything that had a drive-through. Mm-hmm. I was driving a semi truck from the job site back to the hotel. Even the hotel, they didn't even have breakfast, continental yeah. breakfast or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They had nothing, nothing. I and mean, it, and I'm and like. It, and especially your big ass, you love to fucking eat. <laughs> I'm not, not going to lie, I do. I it, love to eat. I mean, I've seen this guy put down a lot of you know food, and then I'm just like, how are you still hungry? And then two hours later, I'm hungry again. <laughs> so I can only imagine what's going through your mind. Yeah. And so I was like, well, what am I going to do now? You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I didn't even like going to Walmart. That Walmart that I went to there, uh, let me rephrase that. Hobbs, New Mexico was where we were staying at. Okay. Okay, Hobbs, New Mexico is crowded. It is crowded. And so you go to Walmart, you go to any major grocery store, any little grocery store, and there's hardly anything on the shelves. Mm -hmm. I was like, what am I going to do now? You know, I got to stock up on some sandwich food, you know, because I'm going to be here three, four days and then be back home after that. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to do something. After all that shit was all said and done, got what I could, made it last, got home at the end of the week, and all these other people are flipping out again, you know? Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then, next thing you know, people are buying toilet paper left and right. Oh, my God. God, the toilet paper. I swear to God. I I, I never did get it. Why did did people just panic buy things? And see, you know, here's the funny thing. Um, Back then, you know, of course, I was living with someone... And they were complaining, you know, we don't have toilet paper. And you know what? I just said, you know what? Fuck it. I went to the store and I bought the biggest batch I got. And this was before the, you know, toilet paper issue was such a big thing. Yeah. That and the hand sanitizer. Yeah. But I bought the toilet paper and then, you know, hey, there's a pandemic and there's no more toilet paper. (laughs) Yeah. And next thing you know, I get back and the whole toilet paper thing's going on and I'm like, you know what? I need to get some toilet paper myself. <laughs> as much as I like to eat, I'm not going to tell you anything else about that. But yeah, what else comes after eating, you know, mm-hmm. you got to do. And I'm like, I need toilet paper. Like, what mm-hmm. am I going to do now? 
Went to Walmart, nothing. Went to Brookshire's, nothing. Went to to the dollar store, as a matter of fact. Got lucky. Ooh. I got lucky. And I found some toilet paper there. I was like, I got to get this. Mm-hmm. I got to get it. I need it. Next thing you know, that's when they're putting limits on how much yeah. toilet paper you could buy, how much hand sanitizer you can buy. In the and people were still going crazy over it. Oh, yeah. And you, it was just, it was getting so frustrating. Yeah. And, I mean, people were getting tired of seeing it. And, you know, and that's the thing about, you know, the COVID. It was because it's a respiratory, not, you know... I don't, I, you know, as far as respiratory and all that goes, you know, I really don't know how that works. Yeah, I, I really don't know, but it, it, it's, it's just like any other illness. Right. You're going to get it somehow or another. Oh, yeah. You know, but, you know, the toilet paper, hand sanitizer thing, I just, I didn't get it. I, I never, And especially when they started marking up the prices. Oh, I could have, I'm, everybody made bank. Oh, my God. And then there were people stocking up on that, and then they were selling it to people. <laughs> yeah. Almost like a drug dealer, you know, hey, I got this hand sanitizer. <laughs> like, really? You're going you're gonna to sell me some hand sanitizer? And then, next thing you know, when the hand sanitizer shortage was going on, mm-hmm. I remember a lot of these distilleries were doing... Hand sanitizer, distillery hand sanitizer. Oh. So anybody that's a good uh, whiskey snob and knows how whiskey is distilled, how vodka is distilled, how tequila is distilled and stuff like that, the beginning portion of uh, your still as the product is running through mm-hmm. is such high proof and high alcohol content. If you drink it, you go blind. So a lot of these companies that were distilling vodka, whiskey tequila or whatever mm-hmm. that's called heads so the heads is so potent that you don't want to drink that right so it's actually good enough you could actually use it as a hand sanitizer oh wow so a lot of people were doing that. a lot of the distilleries they were doing that see i never knew that and so the company i'm working for they handed us these little bottles of this this hand sanitizer and i was like what, what what's the deal behind this? And they said, oh, we got this from a, a distillery. This is uh, their hand sanitizer that they use for their uh, their employees. I could imagine what's going through your mind. Distillery uh, hand san- uh, sanitizer. Man, I'm gonna drink it. <laughs> you know, and th- and that's what I I didn't do that, but Wait. I was kind of getting to that point. I was like, is this edible? Yeah. Could you drink this? So I just unscrewed the cap, and next thing you know, I kind of took a like a little whiff of it. Didn't put put it directly to my nose, but I took mm-hmm. a little whiff of it. I was like, man, that smells like vodka. Like, where do they get this from? Like, where did they get this from? Like, really? Where, where's, this is this is vodka. This has gotta be vodka. I'm like, where's your plug at? Oh man, so going into that, and then next thing you know, so this is April, this is May. Next thing you know, uh, I'm in South Texas for work. Yeah. And this is supposedly when things were kind of calming down. Yeah. And it was kind of leveling out a little bit. So we were in South Texas. And kind of the same thing, you know, you couldn't really go to certain places. They had half capacity. They had I think very that, limited this, very I think, limited that. I think that at that time, you know, speaking of that, I think it was maybe 25%. I want to say it was 25%. Yeah, because, you know, me, going back to me working in a restaurant, you know, we we had to keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, with the, you know, health codes and this, that, and the third. And I think that's what they said was 25%. And I think 
We were open only open for certain times. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the thing that a lot of these restaurants had reduced hours. Yeah. And they changed their hours of service, how they were, what time they yeah. were opening up, be- what time they were closing, be- and stuff like that. Because, I mean, you're really losing money. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I especially where I worked, and it, it was just like, you know, working at a bar and grill. First of all, we're bar and grill. I mean, you know, we're, one, bars are already closed, so everybody's going to restaurants because... Everybody loves their alcohol. Yeah. And they love their bartending. And especially at, you know, living in Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, you know, and that was the thing, too, that uh, Governor Abbott made essential was the liquor stores, the yeah. beer stores and all that. And that was the one thing I was like, they better not <laughs> take those away from us because all hell is going to break loose. I can only imagine just no no liquor or no beer stores open. Yeah, yeah. And especially living in the state of Texas where, you know... Everybody loves the Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah, that and alcohol <laughs> and the food, of course, oh, and yeah. good barbecue. Oh. Speaking of which, you know, I think it's about time for me to crack another one open. Oh, mm. number three. Sounds Episode three. <laughs> sounds so crisp. Who doesn't love a good beer? Mm-hmm. But, so we were in South Texas. Same thing. Hotels this, hotels that restaurants this restaurants that mm-hmm. so a lot of the restaurants were still able to open up stay open but they were just doing drive through they weren't doing dine in mm-hmm. they weren't doing anything else and this is before the delivery stuff started yeah. coming into effect well see and that was the thing I mean I don't know how different restaurants were but the particular restaurant that I worked at we were starting to get real strict you know what mask gloves this that and the third I mean there, there was no ends if or buts. I mean, if you didn't like it, you know, you were fired pretty yeah. much. Yeah, pretty much a lot of the the customers we were working for were starting to enforce that. Yeah. But then they realized, you know, uh, the six feet apart, wear the mask, and keep hand sanitizer on you and all that. They realized it wasn't going to work out that well. I mean, I could imagine from, your, you know, your job. Yeah, because we're, we're having to put things together. Yeah. And we're dealing with heavy equipment lifting equipment and mm-hmm. stuff like that and you're going to be within six feet from each other you know and so you're having to communicate with somebody via radio whatever it is hand signals yeah. you're telling this person or whatever but you work within a group of people mm-hmm. you can't do that job six feet apart yeah and especially you know what what i was saying about you know you know the whole nine yards about the covet stuff we actually, before we even clocked in, we actually had to, you know, someone, you know, check our temperature. Mm-hmm. If it was running a high, you know, even a fever, you know, you, you cannot work. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that was a thing, too. You know, that was becoming a thing. Yeah. You know, was the temperature check, whatnot, and stuff like that. Did you feel good? Because certain customers that we were working for, we had to do a survey. We had to do a survey. Did you feel good the week prior? Are you feeling good this week? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have a cough? You know, stuff like that, you know. And me, I have real bad allergies. <laughs> you know, my allergies affect me real bad. And especially living in the state of Texas. You, you know, especially this part, this area, everything's dry. Oh, yeah. Everything is dry. And so we had to do this questionnaire, filled out the questionnaire, the survey, all that bullshit. Said, you know what? I don't feel that good, but it's just my allergies, you mm-hmm. know. Okay, all right, no big deal. 
so forth and so forth. Went and did the job, got it done and over with, back home. Mm-hmm. You know, so going to the end of May, we come back, and next thing you know, we get a, a email saying, "Hey, we got this long term job lined up." Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, what's this long term job? Oh, well, we got a job for you guys in Kansas. Okay. Oh, Kansas. So I'm like, I'm going to have to click my heels and go to Kansas now. <laughs> Toto, we ain't in Texas no we more. We ain't in Texas no more. Yeah, May was, you know, person, you know, my personal life, it was pretty hard for me. Yeah, you had a lot of things going on. Oh, man. man. You had a lot of things going on. Yeah. And so they say, yeah, we're going to have this uh, online meeting set up for you guys with the customer, blah, 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 this and that. You're going to do their orientation. All this other stuff, and we'd like for you guys to be out there for a month. That's what they told me. Yeah. So, we do this uh, online meeting, so forth and so forth, and they're talking about the job, and they're saying, well, it's going to be for this long, Mm -hmm. and I was like, well, I was only told a month, Mm -hmm. and now you're saying six to seven months? I'm like... (laughs) Okay. And, and I remember you calling me and saying... Yeah, and I told you about this. Yeah. Man, I'm going to Kansas. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And I was like, well, yeah, they're gonna. it's going to be for a month long. So anyway, so we, we finished the meeting. The following week, I left on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Left from here. Drove all the way to Kansas. I got to... Uh, the job was actually just south of Lincoln, Kansas. Okay. But I ended up staying in Salina, Kansas. And Salina, Kansas, you know, I've been through there before and one of my previous jobs uh, driving over the road. Yeah. And I passed through there several times. I was like, okay, you know, I'm kind of kind of familiar with this town, you know, but I've only passed through here before, mm-hmm. you know. So next thing you know, for me, I'm like, okay, we're going to be staying in this town. So, you know, I don't know how COVID's affected it over here, but mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get to know this town. Mm-hmm. So next thing you know... First week goes by. I didn't know Kansas was real humid. Hmm. And it's it's real humid up there in the Midwest. I was like, well, this is odd. I kind of feel like I'm down by the Gulf Coast for some reason. You know, it was that humid. So, anyways, first week goes by. We had a lot of weather come through. It was raining, high winds. And if, you know, it, it, just, it, it just turned into a shit show that first mm-hmm. week. Second week goes by. Same thing. We had high winds. It was storming every other day. We couldn't really do anything. Third week, guess what? Same thing. You know, weather just wasn't cooperating. I'm like, well, we're going on. We're about to go on the fourth week, which is the month. I was going to say, Kansas is Tornado Alley, right? Yeah, yeah. Kansas is part of Tornado Alley. And you know, the funny thing was, we never did have a tornado. Hmm. We never did have a tornado. We just had thunderstorms with hail, but that was about it. So next thing you know, we go to the fourth week, which is a month. Yeah. We finally get uh, to do part of the job. And then we're like, okay, well, this is one of 27 or 28. Well, we still got a lot to go. So then that's when we realized we're not going to be here a month. We're going to be here a little bit longer than that. Toto, we're not staying in Kansas. <laughs> staying, staying for a month. We're, we ain't staying for a month. We're actually staying a little bit longer. So that's when I kind of got out a little bit more, mm-hmm. explored the town a little more. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay to the end of this job. I'm just going to stay. So um, I was like, you know what? I might as well get to know the town, get to see what restaurants they have here, 
what the nightlife is like, you know, I'm, stuff like that. And so, you I know, mean, just pretty much, you know, just you're working, but you're also having fun at the same time. Well, kind of having fun, but you're living there. Right. You got to think about it. You're living there for that job because your job has placed you there. Right. You know, we travel wherever the work goes to. Right. So wherever the work goes, we go. Mm-hmm. So that was the thing, you know, I was like, you know what? I might as well get to know this town. And then that's when I realized, oh, they have food delivery here. <laughs> and it was Eat Street. And I was like, you know what? I, if I don't have to leave this house, I can get whatever I want delivered. And I was going through their menu like, oh, they have this. They have that. Oh, sushi. Oh, I can get wings. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. Free delivery. Okay. I'm liking this. Man, I gained so much weight. I ate so much. Oh, my God. I mean, you could go through all these options. Right. Figure out what you want. Go through, pick what you want, and it's delivered to you. Right. So now we're going into the second month. You know, things are starting to, you know, get progress a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at this point, you know, we're still getting a lot of weather. Mm -hmm. You know? So, I'm like, okay, I think we're going to be here another month. Mm-hmm. You know, with now I'm thinking about it again. I'm like, you know what? I'm done with projecting how long I'm going to be here. So, that's when I was like, I'm done with that. And I'm you know, done with trying to figure you know, out how long I'm going to be here. And I couldn't imagine just being homesick. You know, and, and I was kind of getting homesick there for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I really do miss Texas. I miss Whataburger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I miss I, I miss the drive-through beer barns. I can only because every time that you call me, man, how's a Whataburger? Oh my God, I was missing Whataburger so much. And here's the thing: I learned about what I learned about Kansas. Kansas has Spangles. <laughs> Spangles to them is like what Whataburger is to us Texans. Mm. Well, Spangles is kind of like an old school. I don't know what era, what year it comes from. But it's like an old school classic diner. Oh, okay. And so uh, what's neat about Spangles, uh, I want to say it was like maybe several months prior, they passed it to where they can serve alcoholic drinks in there. Oh, no. Now, sure. alcoholic drinks, now let me get into, uh, into detail about that. Not beer, not shots, but they were like these little mixed drinks. Hmm. So they had like these margaritas, they had a screwdriver i'm trying to think what, what was the third uh drink that they had but you could actually get it to go and i was like oh man this is kind of reminding me of texas <laughs> i was like this is kind of reminding me of eskimo hut okay you know you getting these daiquiris to go i'm like oh this is similar to it i'm like okay i like this i like this but spangles is is that classic diner look and so going forward with that i was like oh Okay, I like this. Mm-hmm. I like this idea. So that was going on the second month, and now going to the third month, and I'm going to the fourth month. Yeah, because and August was a little rough for me. Yeah, it didn't quite work out that well for you. Yeah, I got got a little sick, and you know, surprisingly, it wasn't from. And you didn't have COVID. COVID surprisingly, no, yeah, I actually, you know, I don't know how to explain this, but it was just like. I couldn't breathe. Yeah, I, I really couldn't, you know. And me being having having, I'm me being as you know asthmatic. I was like, oh shit, I had COVID. 
Because mm-hmm. I remember those times I called you over the phone and you were like, mm-hmm. hey, I can't really talk that much. Yeah. I can't breathe that good. I'm like, dude, you, you sound horrible. He's like, yeah. you know what? I, I, I got to go. I'll just text you. Well, there was one particular night that I just couldn't handle it no more. And mm-hmm. I, you know, not to get all sad and mushy or nothing like that. But you know what? I, you know, went to the doctor. They said I had, you know, COVID, COVID, you know. And I was like, no, nah, this ain't COVID. Well, it turns out I had pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And crazy thing was, you know, I was sitting there just like, oh, my God. You know, I I couldn't breathe. I couldn't, you know, I, I was literally calling everybody like, hey, you know, if I don't make it, you know, I love y'all. <laughs> type yeah. Of. yeah, because I remember that phone call I got from you. You were like, hey, dude. <sighs> I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm like, no, 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 dude. Let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. I mean, it it was getting, but luckily I caught, you know, I had enough strength to call 911. And, you know, and they got me in time. And then they were like, oh, shit, you know, your right lung is filling up pretty quick. Yeah, because as a matter of fact, your dad ended up calling me and Mm -hmm. said, hey, we're taking him to the ER. He is not doing too good. Yeah, I'm. You know, I was, something's not right about him, but I'm just letting you know he's going to the ER. Yeah, because if not, if I would have waited any longer, and the doctor said, "How the hell were you even still, you know, you know, living with this ammonia?" Because pneumonia. Uh, him and this grammar Nazi guy. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, doctor, you know, said you literally had, you know, you have two two liters of fluid in your right lung. Like, how are you even standing? How are you even breathing? In the back of my mind, I was like, a lot of whiskey. <laughs> you know, like, you'd be surprised, Doc, what alcohol can do for me. Oh, yeah. I mean... You I, know, Red Bull may give you wings, but alcohol gets me through anything. <laughs> right. But I didn't tell them that, and they were like, all right, we're going to do, the, you know, a couple of procedures, and if this doesn't work, we're going to have to go into immediate surgery. I was like, oh, shit, here we go. So that's when it happened. They are like, we can't, you know, procedure one didn't work, procedure two didn't work, we're going to have to do surgery. Mm. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. Man, I love that morphine. <laughs> yeah, because there was a time you Snapchatted me and you were like, hey, this stuff has me feeling good. <laughs> and I could tell in your eyes, I was like, wow. I... He is medicated right now. He <laughs> is highly medicated and he is feeling good. And you know, and that was one thing. I mean, this was going major pandemic. Everything was going on. I, I was yeah. Only then a, that's when the mask mandate yeah, was going into effect. Yeah. So mentally, it was it was exhausting because I mean you you have one visitor and that visitor has to stay with you regardless. Mm-hmm. And you know, just not seeing your family, friends, or you know whatever. And there was a couple of times you actually showed up back into Texas while you're in Kansas, and I was like, yeah. yeah. So so I remember uh, July. July was when I got to come back. Right. So I went from the end of May, June, July. It was my birthday weekend. Yeah. And you were still hospitalized. No, I no, I got exposed to COVID. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I got ex- you. You were you were exposed to COVID, and you were like, "Hey, I I was around somebody that had it." And you know, just you know, you traveling from Kansas and you know back and forth, and you know, I was like, "Man, I'm not gonna risk it for the homie." Yeah, yeah. And it was my birthday weekend, and I was kind of like, "Man, you know what? I really wanted him to come around because I." <laughs> We got drinks, we got bottles, we got this. And oh, I, I was at the bar. But I mean, anyways. you know, I'm, I'm always his right-hand man. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere I go as far as a bar and grill, you know, he's right there along uh, with like, like I said, with this podcast, I'm doing stupid shit. Yeah. And so, and I remember that, and then I went back, 
And so August comes along, yeah. and then there was more stuff. Yeah, and you know we're we're progressing through the job and blah blah blah. We're making headway. This and that. September comes around. Yeah, I, actually, that's when I you know I couldn't leave. I couldn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, just sitting there, just not doing nothing. You know, not seeing family or friends. It, it like I said, it takes a toll on you. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And mentally, a lot of people weren't prepared for it. Oh no! You know, being separated from their family, from their friends. Yeah. You know, especially if they couldn't work. You yeah. Know? So a lot of these people were having to draw unemployment. Yeah. And so some people were really affected by it. Me, I personally wasn't mm-hmm. because we were considered essential. Right. You know, so even though it's considered essential, you know, people are like, how are you still working? Yeah. You know, well, my job's considered essential. You know, we play an important role in blah, 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 this and that or whatever. You know, I'm not going to get into detail yeah. about it. So some people were kind of upset, like, why are you still working? You shouldn't be working. We're in a pandemic. Yeah. You should be quarantining at your house or whatever you're yeah. staying. I'm like, whatever. Like, you don't know my life. You know, you don't know what the fuck I go through. I mean, you know, I see your Snapchats doing this, this, and I'm still... Yeah, and, and I'm still, you know, in Kansas, I'm still getting yeah. drunk, still hanging out with yeah. these people that I all of a sudden became friends with over there. I know, and I'm sitting over here dying. Yeah, you're dying in a hospital. You're <laughs> like, okay, alright, whatever. <laughs> you know, and then fast forward, uh, we go into October when you're hospitalized. Yeah. And that was when I went to the Texas Tech and Kansas State game yeah. in Manhattan, Kansas. Mm-hmm. And the mask mandate was a motherfucker. Oh, I can imagine. And so I was like, you know what? I got to see my boys. I got to see the Texas Tech Red Raiders playing against Kansas State. Win or lose, they're my boys regardless. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to follow their rules. Right. Had a mask on. Went and bought some beer. And that was the thing. Once you go and buy your beer there, you can go sit down in whatever section you're sitting at in the stadium. And you could drink your beer. You know? But, of course, if you're going to drink your beer, you got to take your mask off. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sitting there just drinking my beer, minding my own business, and the people that work there at that stadium were like, hey, you need to have your mask on. How the fuck am I supposed to drink a beer with the mask on? Mm-hmm. And the funny thing was, you know, me being from Texas, the people from Kansas that were there at that game were like, hey, how, how is this guy going to drink with a mask on? Mm-hmm. You know, some people were actually helping me out along the way. And then most of the people were like... Fuck you, fuck Texas, and blah blah blah. This and that. I'm like, what did I, what did I do to you? Like you fucked their sister. Yeah, or like I did something. I'm like, I'm just here for the game, you know. And I was the only person in that section of the stadium rooting for Texas Tech. Oh. Next thing you know, here comes another guy wearing a Texas Tech shirt, and he looks at me. He was like, Yeah, yeah, Texas Tech. Fuck these Kansas people. He was like, Well, I can't really say much. He's like, Because I live here now. <laughs> He was, he was telling me, he's like, I married some lady from here in Manhattan, Kansas, blah, 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 this and that, or whatever, you know. So then going forward with that, the mask mandate was stupid. Oh. I mean, okay, I get it. I agree. I, I agree to disagree. To, mm, you to, know, and I just, I just did whatever. Like I said, I wanted to see my boys play, yeah. got to see them play. And then that was another thing, too, you know, is I got to go out throughout Manhattan throughout that night. Mm-hmm. Man, it was a bunch of bullshit. Let me tell you that. Because you could go to a bar, you had to walk in, have your mask on, go get seated, and then you could take your mask off. <laughs> I was like, okay, you, you, you really want me to wear a mask, get seated, 
and then take my mask off. It's you know, you sit down, you take your mask off of COVID comes in. Oh man, he's sitting down. I mean, come on now. Like for real. Like like really? And so we went I went and sat down, had my drinks, ate my food, and I was like, you know what, I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. Went to another bar, and next thing you know, you had to have a mask on. They were checking you. Mm-hmm. You had to have your mask on, they were checking your temperature. They were using this little laser gun type thing check your temperature without actually physically touching you mm-hmm. and if you didn't have a mask they had masks right there for you mm-hmm. and so i was like whatever mm-hmm. then they say you have to wear your mask going to the bar you have to wear your mask going to your table and then when you start drinking your beer you can take your mask off yeah. but you cannot get up from your table and walk around right i was like well, what are you talking about so anyways i just all that went through my head right go get my beer Go sit down, and I see people at all these other tables mm-hmm. getting up and walking around. And security's telling, "Hey, you need to be sitting, sitting down. You need to be seated at, seated at your table." Like, hang on a second. What? You can't. You can't tell me to. You you mean to tell me that I can't walk around in an enclosed area where you can't get out of mm-hmm. and drink your beer and conversate with random people? Right. You have to be seated at your table. I'm like, this is starting to get ugly. So then went to the hotel that I was staying at. You know what? I said in the morning, get something to eat, get out. Mm-hmm. Get back to Salina. So the cool thing about being there in Salina for so long was I got to make quite a few new friends. Okay. And of course, you know, one of them now, <laughs> oh, good old Mike. Shout out to Mike. Good old Mike. That Matter of fact, he's supposed to be coming around this weekend. Really? Yeah, it was this weekend that he was talking about. Last weekend was when he went to go see Kansas City. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I did get to make a lot of new friends up there. And then there was a time that you and my brother mm-hmm. went up there. You drove my, uh, my brother actually drove my truck up there. Mm. And that's when you got to experience yeah. Salina. Yeah, and you were like, man, this actually ain't that bad of a town. Oh yeah, it was. You know, from my experience, it, it was it was eventful. Because you know, just going to another state. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've been to different states and whatnot, but you know, just Kansas. I always wanted to go to Kansas because you know, like I said back in uh, May, or not not May, but uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was May that my grandfather you know passed away, and he was a Kansas City fan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it would have been, you know, I was like, cool, I'll go to Kansas City. Yeah, I'm not Kansas City, but, you know, in Kansas. Yeah, I get to go to Kansas in yeah, general. Yeah, in general. And I'm like, okay, you know, see, you know, what it looks like over there, you know, the people. And they are the nicest people. Mm, well, Kind of, sort of. From what I met. Yeah, just the people that you met were people that I became friends right. with. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. pretty much put it that way. Yeah. You know, yeah, I got to make new friends over there. Got to hang out with new people. And some people I just didn't like there in Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> so, it all amounted to, you know, how long did I end up staying there? Six and a half months. Yeah. So, thinking about that, I was like, man, you know, I think about it now. I'm like, six and a half months. I was living up there for six and a half months and not living in Texas. You know, I started thinking about that a lot. I was like, you know what? I'm not ready for this job to finish up. (laughs) You know, there were so many things that went on. 
a lot of people ask me, did you get the COVID while you were up there? I was like, I don't know. I stayed drunk all the time. <laughs> you know, besides working, you know, if I wasn't working the next day, I was always drinking. You know, and I was like, yeah, I always had beer, always had shots, whiskey, stuff like that. And so, you know, you fast forward to now, we're in January. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I think about it. I'm like, you know what? I miss those people I became friends with. Right. You know, I had good I mean, times I, up there. I had mean, some I, bad times. I mean, but I could I could imagine they became family. Yeah, pretty much. Especially good old Mike. Mike became like another version of you, but the Kansas version of yeah, you. Yeah, I could. You know what? I'm like, this motherfucker over here on Snapchat, you know, just... Having a good old time. time. <laughs> Keep this in mind. I was, you know, literally on my deathbed. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and then next thing you know, he's telling me, oh, well, good to know somebody's having fun over there. I know. And I'm sitting somebody's over Somebody's over there getting jealous. Yeah, I was. Because I, <laughs> cause in the hospital, I was going, you know, the hospital that I was at, you know, on the floor that I was on, they always served my food late. Ooh. So man. I had, it was either in... I had a strict diet then, so it was either eat cold shit or don't eat at all. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and so as long as I was there, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I really do miss Texas. Mm-hmm. I got to get home. Next thing you know, lo and behold, the job finishes up. All right, you're good to go home. <laughs> oh, guess what? I am going <laughs> home. I miss Whataburger so much. <laughs> oh, good old Whataburger. But in all fairness and all that, you know, I do miss Kansas. You know, I do miss that part of Kansas. Mm-hmm. I miss the people I became friends with. Just had a good experience there. Had some bad experiences there. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Nonetheless, uh, going into 2021, 20, mm-hmm. man, I'm kind of having mixed emotions about it right now. Oh, yeah. You know? December was going good, you know, now we're in January. Yeah. Not going to get into politics, but politics hasn't been playing out that good. Right. I don't know how well this is going to work, mm-hmm. you know. But with all that being said, I think this is going to wrap up episode number three. Number three. Going from 2020 to 2021. Well, anyways, folks, that's it for today. I'm out. I'm Damien. I'm Jesse. And this is the Damien and Jesse Show, and we are out.